The Forum at 8 on SAFM. It's eight minutes past eight here on AM Live on SAFM. And thank you so much for joining us. And if you stayed with us uh, throughout the morning, thank you so much for that as well. Is spoiling your vote the only way to register your discontent? On the forum at eight this morning, we look at the No Vote campaign, which was launched yesterday at Wits University. The campaign, headed by Ronnie Casrills and Nozizwe Matala Routledge, calls on South Africans to spoil their ballots or vote for opposition parties to vent their frustration over corruption. Now, we've been asking you what your thoughts are on this particular campaign, and uh, we've received uh, tons of SMSs, and we'll read through some of those just to kick us off here. PJ Mac Rampele says, Spoiling one's vote is but one way of showing discontent. One thing we have to understand is that people are loyal to the ANC, and they feel that by voting for another party is to betray Mandela, even though they are not happy with the current ANC. Uh, the options open to those people are non-existent. The answer, spoil the vote. And then Sikiti says, I support the campaign, but uh, spoiling it, no. I will vote for smaller party, even if it will be a wasted vote. And then Chinemo Elias says, Tell you what, Sakina, Ronnie Kuzrils is actually losing it. The old man is extremely confused. However, I also blame the media for giving him attention. The guy needs to be ignored. I feel sorry for him. He must be ashamed of himself. And if the media ignore him, his campaign won't work. Why should he be? Ignored, And then Shaka Menzizungu says, uh, spoiling the vote will not help much. However, I do think that not enough political parties are registered with the IEC or at the very least not made known about uh, their existence to the public due to a lack of funds. As a result, we only have parties that represent corporate interest and not the people as corporations have mass amounts of money to sponsor their party of choice. So that's some of the contributions coming through on this particular matter this morning. Do keep sending us uh, your suggestions, your actual comments on this particular matter. Is spoiling your vote the only way to register your discontent? We are joined on the line now by Mr. Ronnie Casrold, who is a former intelligence minister and, of course, uh, behind this particular campaign. And also on the line to us is independent political analyst and research fellow at the Helen Suzman Foundation, Mr. Obli Mashikli. Good gentlemen, good morning, and thanks for joining us. Good morning, uh, good morning Thank Sakina, you. and good morning, Mr. Casrold. Thanks, thank to you. Thank you. Ms. I'm actually in a car on my way to your studio. I believe so. So we thought we'd but pick we up on it while traffic. you're driving and then you can yes, walk in yes, speaking on the phone. Sure. So maybe, maybe <laughs> this is the first to take it on uh, the transport on the way and then in the studio. But I loved all those inputs from our listeners because you know there's an irreverence about our people which is wonderful. Uh, they can take cracks at me, at everybody who stands in politics. It's actually a good thing. It shows what our democracy has become. It's very, very vibrant. But can I just very quickly just change one aspect? You know, you do say there's confusion out there, and it's the case is that we are not saying to people simply go and spoil your vote. There are three possibilities in an election. The one is abstaining. The one is abstaining, 
and just ignoring election day. We say, don't do that. We fought that people should have the right to vote. So you must use your vote. That leaves two options. You go into the polling booth and you look at the list of parties. And it's quite conceivable that people look at that list and feel that they don't have confidence in any party. That's coming through very strongly from around the country, certainly amongst the contacts I've, I've had, and I move around a lot. And we say then, if that's the case, as in India, as in Australia, um, you've got a, a, a right then just to say none of these and, and, and to cancel that ballot paper. It gets counted. And at the end, when we see the returns, the amount of people who are just spoiling their ballot paper does have some significance. It sends a message to ruling party and all the parties. But finally, this is the one I know most for. We've got a lot of parties there, some old, some new. You can vote for one provincially and another nationally to exercise your mind. If you have some confidence in a leader there or or the party, then by all means vote. But we are saying, let's send a strong message to the ANC by not voting for it. It's a hard thing for me to say, because that's my party in my whole adult life. But this is a message of love, and it's strong love, to say, guys, there's too much corruption. Uh, we can't go on like this. We're not giving you a blank check. So we're going for this election to vote for another party for those smaller parties. So, Mr. Caswells, is this essentially about the African National Congress or is this about people who may feel uh, discontent or disgruntled about all parties across the spectrum? I, I think in the first place it is about the African National Congress and this is why we got this campaign going and it's not just for campaign. So like one of the, the um, messages that came in said, oh, well, I'm just disgruntled. I'm a bit of a loony. I've lost it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm with 120 people, uh, many of them veterans of the struggle, uh, cross-section of our people, and they picked up over the last few months the first very strong feeling that People are saying to the ANC, you know, over 60% of people are always voting for the ANC and will again, but are saying, look, we're fed up with this corruption, the shootings at Marikana, the, the weekly shootings of people in protest, the Encountler Palace, and so on and so forth, and want to say to the ANC, we would normally vote for you, but this time we are not going to do it. So in a sense, it is in the first case, a message to the ANC, but then, of course, it is to all parties because we want to see a real difference. Then I would like to see parties coming to the fore that are more left-wing, that revert to the Freedom Charter, and especially the economic way in which we should be running our country. Now, how do you respond to the criticism that this campaign has attracted? Uh, treacherous, reckless, uh, irresponsible, counterproductive, counter-revolutionary, all words that have been used to describe you as well as the campaign. I'm interested to hear what the professor is going to say about this and other things. But I, I think it just shows the shortcoming 
in those politicians, mainly from government and ministers and you know the ruling party, um, that they can only resort to that kind of labelling, character assassination, treachery. It's a sinister word. What's treacherous about saying to people, exercise your rights um, and and uh, don't vote if uh, uh, you know cancel the ballot paper if you wish, whatever. Um, so one, one is dismissive of it, obviously that I have skin in politics, but it shows that we have struck a chord. For a small group like us, we're not going to make that much difference. Maybe the ANC will lose 3% uh, over what it had last time, just under 66. That would be a very good signal. But, you know, so it's small stuff that we're going on about here. And from the president to ministers and the security cluster ministers, Grady Mantash, who in his usual pompous um, way just reacts in the most angry and wild manner, um, it shows that we've got under their skin. So they can't be feeling too pleased about what's happened, and that's very good indeed. That's mm. why I've said I'm not going to vote for ANC. But I Mr. Cashel, you've been a member of uh, the ANC for a long time. We are told you are not now because you haven't renewed your membership since 2008. But is this anything new? Has this not been happening for quite a long time, even when you were part of Cabinet? Well, yes, I'm not saying that our record was unblemished. I'm not saying that Ronnie Caswell's in the entire 55 years of struggle never made mistakes. You know, the ANC are digging those things up and not trying to blame me for the malaise in the intelligence department when I was a minister, uh, for what happened at Bishu, etc., coming to government. There were errors by Madiba, by Tawondeki, but the point I make is that neither of them took decisions, and these are decisions, political judgment, you can always go wrong. The question is, were you taking those decisions because you wanted to feather your own nest, in other words, for wealth accumulation, for family, for nepotism, and so on? And I say absolutely not. They took their decisions not for private and personal gain because they were honourable people and they took those decisions out of political judgment. I think Madiba made errors in the way he viewed uh, the economic needs of this country and, and there was a big change then away from close, economic clause of the freedom to art, etc. Yes, with Mbeki, we know people go on about the HIV AIDS issue and about Zimbabwe. Whatever his judgment there, it wasn't for personal gain. And this is where it's become far too much since the last election of 2009. Mm. We just see this going on and on and accumulating, and that's the rot that is setting in. Aubrey Machikpe, you've heard what Mr. Kasrolt has said. Do you agree with that? And also, what is your overall assessment of this campaign? Well, let me start on a sad note. Um, it, it saddens me um, that people, instead of engaging in a rational debate in response to the campaign, um, have decided to launch personal attacks uh, on Mr. Well, Carl. casuals on hold there. Yes, it's okay. Carry on, Aubrey. 
Okay, we seem to have lost Aubrey momentarily there. But uh, we'll get back to him and get his views on that. But I don't want to go back to Mr. Caswell's before I hear what Aubrey's response to that is. So uh, let me go to the lines quickly and hear what some of our listeners have to say. Earl in Bloemfontein, good morning. Hi, good morning, Sakina. Good morning to your guests. Welcome. Uh, I I think this decision is a sad moment in our young democracy where people that have fought for their entire lives are now advising people to do exactly the opposite of what they fought for. But uh, simply my view is that anybody that spoils a vote, anybody that doesn't turn up to vote, has no legitimate right in South Africa to complain about anything that is negative or wrong. The only way to exercise your uh, your right and, and, and to, gain, to give yourself an access to, to be able to speak out about the, the ills of our society is by exercising your right to vote. So anybody that abstains from voting, for whatever reason, has no reason to complain about anything in South Africa. I hope people will choose wisely, and I hope that they'll make the right decisions so that our country can move forward. Thank you so much, Earl in Bloemfontein. Solly in Cape Town, good morning. Uh, morning, Sakina. I must say you are terrific. Welcome to AM Live. Uh, Thank you very much. To Ronnie and to Aubrey as well. You know, we must never forget. I mean, our uh, previous leaders fought, gave their life to get us the vote. All our lives we were not allowed to do that. The ANC liberated us. The ANC gave us the opportunity. The ANC has given us freedom of speech. The ANC has given us all these freedoms. I know Ronnie very well, and I think this is a grave, grave, grave mistake because he must also understand that he would be nothing if the ANC didn't give him an opportunity to do all the things he did. We all don't agree with corruption. We don't agree with all the wrongs. But we are all given the opportunity to talk, tell the people what's wrong, and we must always fight against corruption and everything else. But we must never forget that if it wasn't for the ANC, we would never have these liberties to do what we want and the opportunities we got. So, Ronnie, please, you are expressing yourself, but don't forget where you come from and what they did for you. And everybody must exercise this precious thing that we never had all our lives. And, Sakina, you just carry on with the work. You're doing a terrific job. Thanks. Thank you so much, Solly, out in Cape Town. And, of course, we'd like to hear from you as well. 0891042083701 is where you can send your SMSs. And if you'd like to tweet or Facebook, AM Live on SAFM. Boy, sure, boy. SAPC One will be playing the best of the best generations episodes. I'm telling you, boy. For sure. Do you remember that hardcore chick? What uh, was her name? Mutsi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, she sure. used to say? You play, you pay. Ah, uh, Minna boy, I used to love that beautiful Cosa lady in Paris. Who? Uprasila? Yeah, boy. And that mom Koposi, uh, Queen's mother. Do you remember when <laughs> she used to say, Queen Wanaka Kiaswa? Queen Wanaka catch the best of the best generations episodes starting from the 1st of April at half past six, exclusively on SABC One. I am Willis Nkulu, MEC for Transport, Community Safety and Liaison in Wazulu Natal. The year 2014 is a historical milestone. We celebrate our 20 years of freedom and democracy. Department of Transport, Community Safety and Liaison has worked hard over the years to improve people's lives, especially in rural communities. Since 1994, we have provided more than 22,000 learners with free scholar transport to improve access to education. 
In addition, 8.5 million citizens in Wazulu Natal enjoy subsidized public transport. We have ensured a broadly stable and peaceful taxi industry. Crime levels have dropped significantly through the hard work of the police, partnering with communities. We also strengthened CPFs and established the KZN CCPA to place people at the center of fighting crime. These are indeed great stories to tell. Let us continue to work together to move South Africa forward. Wazulu Natal is to a much better province than it was before 1994. The following party election broadcast is brought to you in terms of the ECASA regulations governing the election period. The views expressed in this party election broadcast are those of the political party and not those of the SABC. Hi, I'm Helen Zilla, leader of the Democratic Alliance. As South Africa's most diverse party, the DA is committed to fighting corruption and creating jobs for all South Africans. In the Western Cape, we've made significant progress in improving people's lives. We've prioritized basic services for the poor, improved education for all, and created jobs. Under Presidents Mandela and Mbeki, the country saw progress. But under Jacob Zuma's ANC, the gains are being reversed. Today, there are 1.4 million more unemployed South Africans than there were on the day he took office. With your help, the DA will bring change to our country. We'll do this by cutting corruption and growing the economy to create 6 million permanent jobs. So lend us your vote on the 7th of May and let us show you what we can do. Because we're looking forward to bringing change that creates jobs for all South Africans. Vote DA. Together for change. Together for jobs. This party election broadcast was brought to you in terms of the ICASA regulations governing the election period. The views expressed in this party election broadcast are those of the political party and not those of the SABC. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Is spoiling your vote the only way to register your discontent? That's what we're asking on the forum at 8 this morning. And this, of course, in light of the campaign headed by Ronnie Casrells and Noziswe Matlala Rocklich, who called on South Africans to spoil their ballots or vote for opposition parties to vent their frustration over corruption. Now, we are speaking this morning to Mr. Ronnie Casrells. He's on his way in here. We had him on the phone. We believe he's now in a lift somewhere, so the signal cut out and we also have with us uh, independent political analyst Aubrey Mashikri and Aubrey apologies that we lost you on the line there earlier but uh, if we could just uh, recount what you were saying before we lost you well as I was saying Sakina it saddens me that people have engaged in uh, personal attacks on uh, or against Mr. Castro instead of engaging um, in rational debate uh, but what is important for me is that we should not view this campaign in isolation. And, and what that means for me is that we must appreciate that democracy is a subset of freedom and the electoral process itself is a subset of democracy. If we accept that, we must then accept that citizens in expressing uh, their freedoms or in exercising uh, their freedom um, will do so in ways that are contradictory to the choices that are made by other citizens. Uh, and, and therefore, uh, if we accept that freedom is paramount here, the choices that have been made by Mr. Casares and, and uh, the campaign um, are acceptable. 
they are within their right to make that choice or those choices. But people exercising their freedom have the right also to be critical of the choices that uh, they have made. But what, what we must bear in mind, more importantly, is the fact that the critique that the campaign has given us of the state of the nation and the state of uh, the ANC uh, populates different parts of the political landscape. And if you listen, for instance, to the official opposition, it has been talking about the creation of a new majority in South African politics consisting uh, of like-minded people inside and outside the ruling party. If you listen to Ahan, its leader has been talking about the need for South Africans to go back to the idealism of uh, 1994, given what they perceive as a gap between that idealism and what South Africa has become. Inside the ANC itself, first of all, if you read ANC documents, including uh, the Secretary General's reports, you will see that uh, the ANC has done a similar self-criticism and critique of the state of uh, the ANC. Um, and therefore, in a sense, uh, Mr. Kazlov and the campaign um, are echoing what already exists um, in the political landscape. The irony is that because of the remedy that the campaign is proposing, the ANC is forgetting that it has done a similar critique of the state of the ruling party. Mm, or perhaps where it's coming from. Aubrey, we're going to have to just put it on ice there just for a moment. It is half past eight and it's time for news headlines with Vibakshni Chetty. Well, it is 28 minutes before 9 o'clock. You're listening to the Forum at 8 here on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. This is AM Live. And on the forum this morning, we are asking, is spoiling your vote the only way to register your discontent? Please send those SMSs to 34701. Or you can call into the program right now on 0891-104-208. Twitter and uh, Facebook, AM Live on SAFM. Mr. Ronnie Casrols has just walked in. He's just join us and of course on the line we have Aubrey Machitli. Now Aubrey I said I, I wanted you to uh, actually hold on to that thought and hold on to it just for a second longer because I just want to hear what's coming up on Morning Talk with Rowena Bird. Good morning Rowena. I thought you'd forgotten all about me Sakina. Good morning to I you. I just wanted you to sweat a little. <laughs> And we're coming up on Morning Talk today. In the first hour will be our regular open line. It's customary for us to open up the floor to you, the listener, to put on the agenda whatever you would like to talk about every Wednesday morning just after the 9 o'clock news. Now, because we're in the middle of the election broadcast period, the only topics off the mark are those that are party politically inclined. Otherwise, you can raise any other issue on the open line between 9 or just after the 9 o'clock news. We're also going to talk about the Musageng Enterprise Township Hub. It was launched yesterday by Gauteng, by the Gauteng government, and you'll remember that this is an initiative which is part of uh, the province's employment creation strategy aimed at the youth. We'll talk more about that just after the 10 o'clock news. And that will be followed with a conversation which will look at how free Africa really is and is life in Africa better today than it was 56 years ago. This in view of Africa Freedom Day being commemorated yesterday, 56 years since the first Pan-African Conference was held on African soil. It was at this particular meeting where a call was made for the founding of Africa Freedom Day. And like I said, it was celebrated yesterday. 
In the final hour, we'll talk to a student teacher about the teaching profession. He feels that teaching is looked down upon in, in this country. We'll explore that just after the 11 o'clock news. And we're also going to cross to the Gauteng North High Court intermittently to find out what is the uh, latest and what is happening in the murder trial of Oscar Pistorius. And that's the show for today, Sakina. Thank you very much. Thank you, Rowena. And that's what you can look forward to on Morning Talk. Uh, back to the forum now. And, of course, we are speaking to Mr. Ronnie Casrells, the person who's caused all the consternation. And I see he's on more front pages than Oscar Pistorius this morning. And on the line, we are joined by independent uh, political analyst, Aubrey Machikli. Now, Aubrey, let me come back to you. Um, One of the things that I wanted to pick up on was a comment by Earl, which has come through quite strongly this uh, past week. And it says that when people spoil their vote, or should they choose not to exercise the right to go out and cast a vote, they have no right to complain. What's your sentiment on that? Well, I go back to my idea that uh, uh, the electoral process is a subset of democracy, and democracy is a subset of freedom. Um, I, I, I don't support the idea of spoiling your vote, but I accept that um, people have the freedom um, to do that. Now, the reason I personally do not support the idea of spoiling um, the vote is, I, is, is because I think you should do that, or South Africans should only do that when it is common cause that the democratic project has failed and when it is common cause that political parties and uh, politicians are failing the people and there is incontrovertible evidence in their conduct and in their political system that they are failing the democratic project and as a result the democratic project itself has been completely compromised. In protest, I think it would be justifiable if citizens decided um, either to withhold their vote completely or to spoil their vote to register their sentiment. Under the current circumstances, I am not convinced that the South African democratic and political project has become so compromised that we should ask masses of our people uh, to spoil their votes. Mm. Mr. Casuals, thank you for finally getting into the studio. But your response to that? Well, I, I follow that. I follow that clearly and respect what has been said and I do agree that there's still tremendous room in this country uh, for the democratic project and we've got to deepen it and develop it Um, why then has this group that I'm representing uh, stated that look if you can't see on that ballot paper a party that you have confidence in then spoil the ballot paper it's because we've been involved in sounding board over the last couple of months and uh, we wanted to give expression to the disquiet that uh, we've caught and have ourselves and a lot of people were simply saying we're not going to vote we dissuaded that we took a clear-cut decision against that democratic project is necessary you've got to vote but then a very large number are saying well we're going to spoil the ballot paper because there's nobody we can vote for so I hear what Aubrey's saying 
But on the other hand, he must concede, as I then conceded, that there are people who feel that way. And, you know, we can't prescribe for them. So from that point of view, we've said, well, instead of staying away, at least vote on the day. And spoilt ballot papers do get counted in the end, so it does show something. But our urge is, as is Aubrey's, to look at that ballot paper, listen to all the parties, and cast your vote on May the 7th. And what happens to this campaign post-May May the 7th? Well, Nozizwe Madlala Rutledge yesterday uh, expressed the position um, many of the people who are supporting what we're doing, and a part of it, were saying, post the election, we've got to continue with our protest action. We've got to support possibly uh, left-wing forces that are emerging. That picture is very fluid. Um, we've got to still raise the questions. There are lots of organizations fighting corruption in the country to join forces with them and help to strengthen civic society in this democratic process to, to, to make it work I would hate to see and I would be one of the first on the barricades if there was a threat, a physical threat to the democratic project um, so we continue and part of the democratic project is to give people the means to express themselves for what so many South Africans, everywhere we go Aubrey, yourself, everyone knows, whether you're in the football stadium, whether you're in the taxis, the buses the taverns, across the class divide everybody is saying this state in South Africa has become so corrupt and so mismanaged, so croniest in its orientation that we've just got to get leadership to understand that we're not accepting shootings at Marikana, we're not accepting the building of palaces out of taxpayers' money, the security side of it, at places like Encountla and so mm. on. Sebastian, Donald, Bandile, Yusuf, I see all of you. I'll be with you in just a moment, but I just want to first ask uh, Mr. Kazrold about uh, what uh, Gwete Mantashe is quoted to having said. He refers to the Bisho massacre in uh, the start today, saying that uh, you uh, led uh, to in fact, uh, your actions resulted in the death of nearly 30 young people 22 years ago, uh, essentially saying this is how reckless and irresponsible you are as a person. You know, after all these years, the first time anybody from the ANC makes that accusation, and it's the accusation that was leveled against me by the then apartheid government and by Opal Gozo at the time. Um, the ANC has never made that accusation. And uh, in relation to that, I would make it very clear to him that what I did there, as he well knows, and everybody, he must speak to Cyril Ramaphosa and whoever, uh, Smuts and Gunyama, um, Linda M.T., Tony Yengeni, who are still alive, uh, the NEC under Mandela responding to the then border region took a decision 
that there would be that mass march right into Bishu, come what may, that we wouldn't allow the police or the authorities to stop us, that we would find a way to hold the People's Assembly right within that little town of Bishu. And Steve Trete, for instance, in the rally in King Williamstown beforehand, made it clear, we're going to drive the pig from the barn. Everybody knew that there was going to be that confrontation and we would move into Bishu. Um, there was then the question amongst the leadership on the march, how do we do it? We had done reconnaissance. We expected sections of the Bishu um, military to come over to our side uh, this is what we were told by some leaders in the in that border region and it was decided Ronnie you with Smuts with Lyndon T Chris Harney you going to go into the stadium while Cyril Ramaphosa and others um, spoke to the peace accord people at the barricades which were preventing us taking the road into Bishu, and you find a way through that stadium. We knew that there was a broken down fence. Mm. Go through that fence into the fields on the Siska side, on the Bishu side. They knew it. I was under instruction. I'm a volunteer, and I did what I had to do. But how does it make you feel now when you hear that? I mean, I listened to Solly earlier caller saying that you're making a grave mistake, and you shouldn't forget where you come from. Well, you know, so I don't forget where I come from. I am a product of the struggle, not just of the ANC, of the Communist Party, of the masses of our country. And uh, as I've said in the press conference yesterday, both Mandela and Chris Harney on the record said, if we don't deliver when we become a government, we don't deliver to our people, they've got a right to march against us or to vote against us. They both said that. And Chris Harney went as far as saying, oh, well, of course it will be our people's government, so they won't shoot tear gas at us or live rounds. Can you imagine what Chris Harney would be saying today in the light of Marikana and the corruption? I've got no doubt, I'm not speaking for the dead, but to Solly and whoever else is saying this, remember where you came from, Ronnie, it's particularly that kind of heritage that is in my mind. We have conscience about what is happening now, and we've always stood against injustice. Ronnie Casarals, Aubrey Machikli, those are our guests this morning. And uh, we are asking you in the forum, our question this morning, is spoiling your vote the only way to register your discontent? Following on on this campaign by Ronnie Casarals and others, of course. Let's go to the lines, 0891104208. Sebastian in Cape Town, good morning. Good morning, can you hear me? Clearly. Yes, uh, I'd like to congratulate Mr. Casuals and his entire group of uh, a former ANC, or perhaps some are still in the ANC, people on having the integrity, even if it's very late in the day, and one can point, for example, to Andrew Feinstein having uh, left the ANC over the arms deal years ago, but even now, they're, at least they're now coming, having the integrity come out and say, enough is enough, we can't live with this anymore, and it needs to be exposed in the public. Internal debate within the ANC going on business as usual is not going to go get anywhere. I think that is their message, and we need to send a much more 
cogent message to the ANC than if we just mm. uh, kept quiet within the ANC. So uh, I think this is very v- valuable, and we have to deal with the situation now. All these people going and attacking Mr. Casual for things that uh, happened far in the past, that's just, just diverting attention from the current situation, and it's the current situation in the country that we have to deal with. I also feel it's unfortunate that his message is actually being somewhat distorted by some of the media. From what I've heard and understood, it's not saying uh, just go and spoil your vote in the first instance. What he's basically saying is to ANC people, don't live with this anymore by supporting it. Rather look for an alternative among the opposition parties. And if after that you can't find someone that you can uh, give your confidence for, uh, then spoil your or your vote, and that's just a poor alternative to mm. having the option on your ballot paper of saying none of the above, which I believe we should have, but I believe we don't. So I think okay. this is a viable alternative if you can't find, in any, uh, you know, if you don't, you, people mm. also have to have their own integrity and not support people that they really can't live with. Fair enough. Thank you so much, Sebastian. Uh, Donald, you're also in Cape Town. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I think spoiling ballot is actually doing the ANC a favour. Think of the numbers. Let's say out of every thousand voters we have, right, 250 people spoil their ballot. Uh, maybe 600 of the original thousand would have voted for the ANC, which is less than two-thirds, an important figure. Now some of the ANC supporters and some of the opposition supporters have spoiled their ballot, and you now have only 500 ANC votes in the proportional out of a total of 750. That's a two-thirds majority. Now, why, if you are dissatisfied with the way the ANC has been run, would you, in fact, promote them in this way? Spoiling ballots is wrong, wrong, wrong. I agree with all the reasons about you struggled for years and your grandfather didn't have it and your mother didn't have it. There are absolutely 100% valid reasons to vote. I don't agree with the concept of saying... Well, I like the ANC, but I don't like the management, so I'm going to spoil my ballot. It's absolute nonsense. Okay. If you don't like the party, and you don't like any of the other parties, find the one that's going to get the smallest support and vote for them. But do not spoil the ballot, because that changes the percentages, and the reason it changes the percentages is because the percentage number of votes is counted against valid votes. Not all we hear you, Donald. Thank you so much for the call. Bandilene Pretoria, good morning. Good morning. Um, you know what, what Uncle Ron and Anna Ziza are doing really makes me mad, and I'm actually worried I might not put my point across correctly. But let me try. One, I think it's very reckless and, and highly irresponsible, because in, in, in a country where, with, where, where the freedom and the right to vote was not handed to us on a silver platter, Nobody has the right to run around saying we must now go around and forfeiting that, that, that right. Uncle Ron, Anna Ziza, and all the other people that they are in a camp with have got cut branch access to the leadership of the ANC. And they should be negotiating internally and externally to change the specific things that they're not happy with. So now suddenly paint the entire ANC as incorrect and not worthy to vote and even as being a reason for us to forfeit our right to vote is ridiculous. I think they have been on their responsibility to make sure that the ANC project remains focused 
on those foundations of the Freedom Charter and any other principles that came before that to make sure that it creates a better life for all. Now, that they failed to keep the ANC focused, they're now going around confusing us as young people in this country to forfeit the rights that, 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 that was fought for in, in real blood. I mean, for, for, with all due respect, Uncle Ron, I don't think you have a right to call somebody like Chris Arnie, who actually died for this freedom, that you now are saying we must forfeit. Uh-uh. Okay, thank you. Bandile in Pretoria. Yusuf and Joba, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for allowing me to come into this debate. Um, first of all, I disagree with the uh, speaker who said that, you know, uh, by uh, spoiling the vote, uh, you are in fact uh, not affecting the voting strength of the African National Congress. Uh, the right to vote is a precious heritage, and that must not go waste. I agree with uh, Ronnie Castle to the extent that he says that either exercise your vote, you can either spoil the paper or vote for a party that you feel is less tainted by corruption, maladministration, uh, and less uh, invested with uh, social evil, social and political evils. Uh, it's a precious heritage, as I've said, and uh, it reflects your will and wish to the vote. And if sufficiently large numbers of people spoil the vote, then it is going to send a clear message, not only to the African, to the leading, uh, leading uh, party, but also to all other parties, that you are uh, you are disgusted by uh, the policies and practices of not only the ANC but also other uh, other parties that you do not agree with what they have to say and what they do. Uh, every voter must bear in mind that every minute of his or her life is affected by the policies and practices of the party in, uh, or the government in power, and therefore, if you abstain from voting uh, or otherwise, you. Uh, uh, do, do not vote. Uh, if you abstain from voting, then what you are in fact doing is to send a message that you are indifferent to what happens to your life and the life of your children. Thank you. Thank you so much, Yusuf. Let me just uh, read through some of the tweets coming through. Um, Paul Siwele says, I agree with Bandile. Gabriel Motiba says, 2007, Polokwane lost NEC position. 2008, resigned as ANC member. His anger told him real ANC died when he lost power. Very sad. Amulala um, says, will spoiling the ballot eradicate corruption? Rather campaign against corrupt party and vote in, uh, vote in a reliable party. And uh, Tebza says voting EFF is the only way to overcome corruption but not spoil your vote uh, campaign by Uncle Ronnie. And just SMSs, uh, Vusi Pagati in Ermelo says, ANC, you, will the ANC please swallow its pride, stop being arrogant and own up and heed my concerns or else lose my vote. I've had enough of this. And Lumka says, What's all the fuss about? It makes more sense to spoil your ballot paper than to vote for leaders without a moral compass. And um, John in Joburg says, when things didn't go his way at uh, his party conference, uh, that could be a personal catastrophe for casuals, but it is definitely not a national crisis as he wants people to think. What does the ANC benefit from such members? And then Joy says, the ANC is deliberately misinterpreting the campaign. It's a vote no to corruption campaign, not a no vote campaign. And uh, then uh, Norman in Durban, Norman says, 
promote voting for smaller parties, no problem. Democracy in action, but to suggest spoiling your vote, well, a clear indication of the level of low intellect from top leadership produced by the ANC. Promote a vote with your head and not from your emotions. Tell us why you are disgruntled. That's Norman in Durban. Yes, please. Well, well. what a wonderful range of inputs. Uh, I'm delighted. I don't think I should spend too much time on the personal aspect, but some people might need clarification. Uh, uh, at a later time, perhaps. Okay. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, Polokwane, uh, I, I was going to be retiring the, the year after. I wasn't going to stand in the election. I was 70 that year. There's no personal factor here. Um, I think that the issue which comes up loud and clear is the spoiled ballot paper. And um, so many of the good listeners say, you know, this is against democracy. Uh, we fought for it. It's so necessary to vote, etc. But it's a free country and you can't prescribe for people. So those, and there are many who are saying we don't have confidence in any of the parties. We want to spoil a ballot paper. That's their right, and we can't start attacking them or those of us of this campaign, which is a no to corruption campaign, as one of those messages said. We are saying if you can't find anybody with confidence on that ballot paper, you've got a right. You can spoil the ballot paper. They actually enshrine that right in the voting modalities of India and Australia, and we, we should enshrine that, but it's an example that shows mm. that that is something which is accepted in a democracy. You might feel very passionate about, please vote for a party, but you can't force people. You've got to give them that right to spoil a ballot paper. Um, and then, of course, the focus is on if there is a party that you can vote for, then by all means select that party. We are saying say no to an ANC vote. They'll come down then perhaps 2 or 3%. They'll still form government. I expect the ANC to get 60 plus or so. But if two or three percent vote against this time. Last time, 65.7% was an ANC vote. I would like to see that coming down somewhat. And I think that will act as a good democratic slap in the face to those at the top in the ANC and government who are just serving themselves. And uh, just a quick one uh, with regard to the question about you having free access to the leadership of the African National Congress. I see President Jacob Zuma said that he would engage you. Have you had the callers yet? No, I haven't. It's, it's a good point, by the way. There's been a big debate over that because there are a lot of people who have been critical Paolo Jordan, Issa Pahad, and they say to me, work within to change. The answer to that is we've tried. This crowd don't listen. And one needs to understand this is a public debate. It's not just within the walls of an ANC room. We want to speak to the public mm. of this country. And Aubrey, if I could put this uh, tweet to you quickly. It's from uh, Jali Katamani who says, There should be a distinction between obligation and right. People died for the right and not an obligation to vote. Well, I'll keep on going back to this point on freedom. 
uh, rightly or wrongly, it is my view that the, the struggle against colonialism and apartheid was a struggle for freedom. And if I'm correct, people have the freedom to vote and the freedom to withhold their vote. But I, I want to make a different point. The different point for me is this. I think there is broad support inside and outside the ANC for the campaign's critique of the state of the nation. What we need to do is, is to have a conversation about how we mediate the issue of difference um, as it pertains to the different remedies that people have put forward to deal with the current state of the nation. And I think that conversation is, is a conversation that must happen uh, inside and outside um, the ANC. And we must participate in it as South Africans honestly, um, irrespective of our political affiliations. I am therefore not persuaded that people such as Ronnie Casroves can only give effect to their concerns by expressing them inside the ANC. Mm. Because solutions to what is wrong with our post-apartheid state must come from both inside and outside the ANC. We're going to leave it there, Aubrey. Um, Mr. Ronnie Casrols, Aubrey Machikli, thank you so much for your Can time just, this uh, morning. I want and to agree with every word that's been said by Aubrey. <laughs> we appreciate that. And thanks to the production team, of course. Tomorrow, we're coming to you from Eteguini tomorrow morning for our election outside broadcast.